Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, guys, we are back. Hour two of the Home Improvement Show. Rich Orris, your host here Glad to welcome in the uh, 97.1 FM crowd with us here today. And again, a reminder, one phone number for everybody. You can find me, 314-436-7900, or you could do, from far away, 800-925-1120. We've got some phones starting to kick here as they get them in gear. That is awesome. So we've got a lot that we've talked about so far today. A um, lot of great questions, a lot of really cool things going on, and uh, we talked a little bit about some, um, you know, newer kind of uh, older intercom systems updating. What are some of the newer, you know, home audio different things you could do, intercom systems, music systems, you know, things like that. We talked about a 125-year-old house with 13-inch thick walls. What's a good way to insulate, ventilate, you know, get them to kind of function a little bit better with the temperature and everything else. You know, I was in looking at a a really old home that uh, was gutted um, and they're looking at, you know, turning a uh, two family into a one family and the whole thing's gutted. And, you know, it was a particularly warm day, but those walls you know, hold that cold so well, that full masonry. I want to tell you, it was probably 20 degrees cooler inside that house with it gutted than it was outside when you walked in and and stepped outside. So definitely, you know, some interesting stuff on how those old houses with the concrete, masonry, block, brick, plaster, you know, how they can conduct the temperature and, you know, get, get all that in there. And, you know, a lot something we've stepped into a lot in conversations with people, what we see very, very often is 
you know, the closets in these, you know, older homes like that, you jam pack these closets full of stuff, you shut the door and you have no airflow, you have no circulation, you have a wall that's staying very, very cold for a very long time, you know, um, it's just basically, you know, the plaster's bubbling, there's issues inside, you get maybe a little bit of mold on the surface and stuff inside, condensation happening. And really, it's like, yeah, if you think about it, you know, take everything out of there and leave the door open and make it like the rest of the room. And it breathes and functions, you know, a lot better, you know, on on not having those issues happen and everything. So there's a lot that can be, you know, done and said, you know, with that. And then, of course, we talked about some ductwork cleaning. When should you do it? Should you do it? You know, good idea after you uh, just had a project completed and, you know, had a lot of uh, dust kicking up and stuff like that. But then again, you know, kind of the the theory and, and kind of my theory is, you know, if it's something that you can have checked, you know, and look in there, I don't know that, you know, there's just a given date that you say, you know what, have your ductwork clean every five years and you're going to be good because, you know, if you have six kids and they're in and out a lot and you have carpeting throughout your house and you use a lot of products that, you know, create dust and things like that, you're going to have a lot more dust and, and things happening. If you burn a lot of candles, you'll get more of the soot and the things, you know, in the air from all of that. So you can, you know, need that ductwork cleaning a lot sooner than maybe someone that's, you know, Two people retired, don't get out as much. Maybe all the, the the floors are hard wood, so there's a lot less dust getting kicked around. You know, all of that. I mean, just the everything in your home that that creates dust by people, by toilet paper, the paper towels that you use, just all the different stuff and how that runs through your house. And then, of course, the the furnace filter that you use. You know, how well does it work? All of that. Um, there's a lot that plays into that duck ductwork cleaning, how often, all of that. So definitely want to pay attention to that. And, you know, earlier in the week, you know, I was talking about some different visits that I had and, and we had a conversation about lowering a basement floor. Well, I had another another one with a conversation about, you know, is there moisture underneath my basement floor? You know, this particular person they built all like all these kind of cabinets like plywood, you know, made out of plywood, made out of wood, you know, cabinets that just like open shelves, things like that, that were in the basement on the concrete floor, just sitting on the concrete. And, you know, he's like, well, I'm, I'm just worried that, you know, I built all this and they're really awesome. But, you know, is is the moisture, is there going to be moisture from the floor that affects that? We kind of talked about, yeah, you can, you know, build something to lift them up and create a little bit of airspace too. But I also said, you know, a good test to do is to, you know, take a piece of plastic, like cut a clear, a piece of clear plastic, you know, maybe 16 inches by 16 inches, something like that. And just, tape that you can like duct tape that right to your floor just straight down on there get it nice and tight duct tape it down to kind of air seal it and then just leave it there 
you know, a day or two days or three days and see if you start to see moisture, you know, droplets on that on that plastic. Does it, you know, start to darken? Do you actually see moisture? It will kind of show you that like, yeah, there's probably more moisture vapor coming through that concrete, you know, that than you think or than you know. And that would kind of help tell you you know, kind of what you're up against as far as, you know, if you see absolutely nothing, probably a lot less moisture and just not, you know, nearly as much to worry or think about in in that instance. But uh, definitely, you know, there's a lot of different little tricks and trades and different things that, you know, we can help out with all of that. So for everybody out there, any questions you have about your home, um, hopefully maybe some of you have switched over from KMOX because of the Cardinals and, and you're here with us. And, you know, joining the 97.1 crowd, let's get some of some of that group into the conversation, too. We'd love to hear from you. 314-436-7900. Anything you got going on. We're going to go ahead and take our first break here. And we'll have plenty more to come with more calls right after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, everybody, we're back. Rick Doris here, Home Improvement Show. Got plenty of time, plenty of plenty of segments left for your questions. Feel free to give me a call, 314-436-7900. And, you know... We are in St. Louis, so, you know, like they say, um, stick around. If you don't like the weather, it's going to change. So, you know, thinking about the time of year and what's going on and, you know, like right now today, I actually, you know, watching the weather last night, they said that uh, today would be the first um, typical February weather day with temperature that we've pretty much had we've been in the extremes of either extreme cold or 
you know, really warmer than normal. And we haven't really had a lot of typical normal February kind of weather temperature days. And looking at the next couple days, like they were talking 70-something, possibly like 80 degrees, I think they said, by like, you know, Monday or Tuesday or something like that. Wow. It's just the way these things change and fluctuate, it's pretty amazing um, what we go through and and how it affects our houses and, and the things, you know, with them as far as heating and cooling and you know, I definitely noticed that we have definitely been in some pretty, you know, extreme cold through, you know, end of, of January, you know, early February, um, just by way of uh, my uh, my Spire bill, you know, the gas bill being like 25% more in, you know, in February than it was in January, which is usually, you know, kind of the opposite. It's usually fluctuating the other way and, and way colder earlier but you know that's just showing all that change so yeah stick around it's going to be different and it's going to change and you know coming up in March we've got a lot of things so think you know next week when I'm back it will be March already you know the, this year is flying by and so thinking of like some of the things coming up and what should we, you know, be uh, doing for our houses and what should we, you know, maintenance and checking up on and stuff. Well, you know, in a couple weeks, we're going to have, um, you know, about three weeks, we're going to have daylight savings time. We're going to be changing our clocks already, you know, second Sunday in March. So that's going to be changing, you know, what we do and how we do it and everything else. I'm actually definitely looking forward to that for sure and you know hopefully it'll give us a chance to kind of get out and and maybe you know clean up the garage from the whole winter thing you know get everything straightened up dispose of things that kind of maybe were out there that shouldn't have been all all winter long you know paint thinners paints pesticides stuff like that you know good cleaning time for like refrigerators, stuff like that, you know, making sure everything's good. But think about, you know, March, April coming up. We need to start thinking about water. We need to start thinking about rain and and what happens. So, you know, test your uh, sump pump, you know, make sure it's working reliable. Um, we're going to have some heavy rains coming and a lot of moisture and stuff coming in. And, if you think about it, um, the average life of a sump pump is uh, the actual pump itself is seven years is the average. So, you know, that means some of them might last a little bit, but some of them go out kind of quick and it's easy to lose track and think, oh, yeah, seven years is quite a while. And, and you know, maybe you haven't done anything with it in 10 years and you think it was four years ago, you know, that you did. But so think about checking into that stuff, looking at the dates on them, seeing how old they are. You know, it's good preventive maintenance to say, you know what? Yeah, this thing's getting old. Let's just uh, go ahead and do some preventive maintenance, replace that sump pump, maybe get a battery backup system, you know, stuff like that for your sump pump before you have that issue. You know, do it preventatively. That way... You're not finding out with water all over the basement that, you know, the pump stopped working and, and, you know, we got a lot of rain and everything. So, 
and lawn care is going to be coming up. So think about, you know, servicing that lawn equipment, you know, changing oils, sharpening blades, getting things ready for that season um, for sure. And then outside, you know, more gutters, just kind of more, more water. So think about like your gutters, your downspouts, keeping things clean all the way down to the ground. Think about window wells, um, you know, basement stairs, the drains at the bottom, all of that, anywhere that, you know, water goes. And when you're looking at that gutter system, you know, if you've had your gutters put underground, um, like a lot of us had, I mean, Mosby does a lot of that type of work too, as far as, you know, getting those pipes away from the foundation, getting that water running away. Well, now your gutter cleaning and your downspout cleaning actually goes as far as that pipe, you want to get to the end of that pipe, you know, take that pop-up emitter off, make sure it's cleaned out, make sure everything's flowing. So you want to take that definitely, you know, all the way out. And then, you know, think about the outdoor stuff that's going to be coming up, your patios, your decks, you know, maybe inspect the deck, look for rotted stuff, look around and really, you know, just check everything out, make sure everything, there's no rust on any of the metal stuff. There's, you know, all the woods looking good. Um, get underneath it, check for everything, poke, you know, flathead screwdriver in the bottom of the post, make sure they're still solid where they're down on your concrete piers and stuff like that. And just do a great inspection, you know, of all of that for sure. And that can really really help out and, you know, just make sure you're prepared for the things to come. So we've got a lot, you know, going on and coming up here with spring, start to think about and start to take care of it and start to think about what you have going on today. What, you know, any questions you have about your house, anything that you want to know, maintenance, any projects you're working on, if you're just interested or curious about something, Feel free to jump in and uh, join the conversation. Get your questions out. 314-436-7900. Phone lines are wide open right now, so we can definitely get in and get that in for you right here today. We've got quite a bit of time left for sure um, through all of that. So um, definitely wanted to, you know, we talked a lot about the, the ductwork cleaning all of that stuff. Well, you know, thinking about furnace filters, thinking about that air filter, you know, and, and what you need to do with that. There's definitely some some myths and some information out there that's, you know, just kind of something to think about when you're looking at, you know, the furnace filter, the type you use, you know, should you use one that get one that you can clean? Should you do, you know, all that stuff. The biggest myth really is just in as far as replacing those filters, you know, how often, you know, should you do it every 30 days, every, you know, three months, every there's all this different stuff. And when you search online, you know, you'll find a lot of varying, you know, different information. But really the biggest thing that, that you could do is just, you know, look at it, check it, because the best thing to do is to change the filter when it's dirty. So, you know, if you just kind of look at the filter, maybe set something up, you know, set up a task in your phone that reminds you like an appointment once a month, 
go downstairs, check that furnace filter. Because if you're doing it, you know, say you're doing it every three months or you're doing it every six months and it's always dirty when you go down there to do it, that means maybe it would have been a good idea to do it, you know, 30 days sooner if you would have seen it and it was dirty. So that's really about the biggest one out there. Um, another one, really another kind of kind of myth out there that's, you know, more more of a theory too is, you know, when you look at getting these really, really high, you know, rated filters that they will really filter anything. And with, you know, the past five years and so with COVID and everything, a lot of people have been going to like getting the highest rated, you know, Merv rated filters that they can in order to catch, they want to catch everything that they can. Well, sometimes going too high. And so when I do mine, I'm kind of in the middle, you know, I don't want to get like the thinnest, you know, lets everything through, doesn't really trap dust very well, but I don't go to the absolute top highest either because that can actually put a strain, you know, on the air trying to get through and, and put a strain on that furnace, on that blower motor and everything. So that's not always, you know, the best way to go either. So I kind of hit down the middle there in, in getting, you know, good, better, best go down the middle with good and, and, and it won't restrain your system and all that. And it'll still catch things really well. And, you know, so you don't necessarily need or want to go all the way to, to that highest, highest, you know, filter there that, that just air doesn't get through, you know, as well. So think about that. Cause there's a lot of different things, you know, with the furnaces. And then the, really the biggest thing I always recommend to everybody is just have your stuff, checked out, maintained every year, your furnace before winter, your AC. So again, coming up, you're going to want to get that AC, you know, inspected and checked out and make sure everything's working and good. You know, again, it's a preventative thing to make sure before you don't want to be in that emergency when it breaks down and everything. So, hey, we're going to take a break. We got another half a show left to go here. Got plenty of time for everybody Feel free to give us a call, 314-436-7900. We're going to get into our middle hour break here, and we will be back right after these messages. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, we are back. Rich Orris here, Home Improvement Show, and... uh... Boy, we're having a really great time today. Let's uh, let's see if we can get somebody in on this conversation. Anything you have going on around your house, feel free right now. Give me a call. Phone lines are open 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Number where you can find me. And, you know, so I've got um, I've got something I've been wanting to kind of talk about here that uh, it's very, very interesting to me. And, and you would definitely need, you know, a, uh, a specific lifestyle to be able to um, kind of do this or, or live like this. And, and I'd be curious of what, you know, a lot of people out there maybe think or feel, or do they, you know, do you think that you'd be able to do this? But, you know, if you if you haven't heard about this um, car free living, um, it's a place that uh, they they developed and building in Arizona, and uh, it it's basically a community of like apartment uh, you know buildings and stuff that is car free community. So no one there owns a car. Cars aren't allowed in. Um, it's definitely a lot different than what most apartment building, you know, complexes, you know, kind of stage as and look like and, and how they're set up. And that's basically because more than 50% of the property, you know, is parking when you have apartment complexes and stuff like that. So much of that property, you know, is just there for parking. So, Instead of having 55% of their property as being parking, they have it as public spaces. They've got, you know, gathering areas and restaurants and and grocery stores and parks and, you know, all types of, you know, different things. So it basically mimics some design and architecture, you know, of, of like some European you know, kind of metropolitan areas that they have. Um, And so basically there's no asphalt, you know, whatsoever. Um, And so it it can definitely help with, you know, the heat. Um, It can, it can help with, you know, you, you don't have all the heat radiant off of like asphalt parking lots and you know, all that stuff. And there's basically no private vehicles, you know, allowed in here. So it can help with the ozone, you know, pollution and all that stuff too. So, you know, that's kind of a couple of the benefits of that. And of course in Arizona, you know, the heat's going to matter because it's going to get, you know, really, really hot. So people are like thinking, you know, when I first heard about it too, I'm thinking, well, how do you get around? How do you, you know, who wants to walk somewhere when it's a hundred and, you know, 15 degrees to get your groceries or something? So it is a great idea that like, it's not as hot, you know, because of how they have this built and not having the paving and everything. But, um, there's also, you know, a lot of other things that they're doing. So, you know, kind of how it works is there's, 
There's there's a few, you know, pay-to-park visitor spots that they'll have for people coming to, you know, visit with people or whatever. You kind of park on the outskirts, I guess, and walk in. Um, and, and they have all sorts of other, like, you know, a, a light rail system that they can, you know, walk to and, and take a platform to get to the light rail system. They have bikes and they have, you know, electronic uh you know, bikes, e-bikes that you can use, um, scooters. So there's like over a hundred of those scooters there that, you know, you can use the electric scooters. Um, there's like some ride share stuff. So they get a discount, like 15% off like lift rides. So there's designated, you know, pickup and, and drop off areas and all of that, you know, of where you can go to, if you do need to go somewhere, cause you know, think about it. We're like a car community. Now, my profession, what I'm doing, I, I mean, there there would be literally no way I could do that because I'm constantly running, going to different houses every day. And But if you did, you know, if you work from home, if everything's online, if you, you know, I could see this, you know, working out really, really well for people. And then you just, you know, take a lift or do something like that. They also have, you know, they're, they're talking about having, you know, electric cars that you could rent by the hour or by the day. So if you do, you know, you're like, okay, well, we're going to take a trip and we want to go here or there, then you can just rent a car, you know, for that time. So there's, you know, a lot of cool things like that happening. They're also, you know, talking about they're developing where they'll have, you know, like, food truck nights and all this stuff. So there's area for all of this stuff to happen too. a lot of it because, you know, you don't have all that parking again. So kind of like a urban market, you know, with the grocery store and they'll have the food trucks and different things like that. So there's, you know, all these different ways. So, so it's, you know, think about a very, very different way of living, you know, is, it's definitely a great conversation and something to think about because there's a lot of, you know, people now working remotely, things like that, that, you know, you really, you can do what you need and you don't really have to, you know, have a car and, and do all that if you have access to everything. And so, um, and, and basically there's like a waiting list. There's like, you know, I think 600 people that, have paid the deposits to to get a place there and everything, you know, as they're building it. And they said it, it ranges from like fifteen hundred a month for a studio to like three thousand a month for like a three bedroom. So, it, you know, it's it's rent has gone up a lot. You know, remodeling, construction, everything. You know, just in general, everything has gone up a lot for us. So, I mean that. For what it is, that doesn't sound too far out of place for what rents and things have been doing, you know, here lately. So it kind of it's a very interesting concept um, and, and different way to live. So, you know, definitely interested if anybody has any thoughts or ideas about that. If you have any questions, have anything going on around your house, I'm right here for you. Phone lines are wide open. 314 314- Four three six seven nine hundred or eight hundred nine two five eleven twenty. We can get you in on that. I'd be very curious if anybody you know 
thinks that that would be something that they would absolutely love. Because I got to think that like the way things are changing and everything happening right now, you know, we've talked in the past episodes about like 3D printed houses with, with concrete and stuff and, you know, more sustainable and going up quicker and, you know, easier to to do a, perform a lot of this stuff and and it's more sustainable and it you know it's stronger and all of that so imagine like one or two people you know building building all the walls and everything of a house in like a day or two you know is is quite amazing um but this is where things are going this is where things are headed with all of everything that we're doing so we definitely have to start to be open and, and think about, you know, what could really work for us and how could we do it? Because, you know, it's just a it's just a great thing to do. And in the meanwhile, you can, you know, help save the ozone and all this other stuff as it's happening. Um, so we need to think about that with, you know, our electric now that we're going to more, you know, solar power wind power, you know, things like that. We have to be open, you know, to, to some of these alternatives, especially as we start to use up sources, we're going to need, you know, new sources. So let's, you know, figure this stuff out and know it and, and, and understand it. And so, you know, working towards not having gas in a house anymore, better ways to get electricity, electric cars, you know, all the different things, it definitely, you know, you look at it and you think, well, it's like the wave of the future, but it's, it's a necessity that is coming upon us that, um, you know, we're, we're going to need to be a part of. So it's definitely something that I would say, start to consider, you know, all of those options for yourself and think about, you know, the tankless water heaters, the solar panels, the different things. How can, how can, what can you do and how can you help out? How can you use less water so that we don't need to make, you know, and build more water plants and, and, you know, doing all of that. If we can conserve and, and, you know, do things better, then it just makes it better later, you know, for the future and everything else. So it's definitely something we got to know, got to understand and got to be open to, um, doing and performing. So again, any questions? we got one more segment coming up. We're going to get into a break here, but anything you got going on in the last segment, we'll have plenty of time for you. 314-436-7900. We'll be back right after these messages. All right, we are back. Last segment, we do have time. If you have a comment or a question, we can get you in. If you get right away, 314-436-7900. We did get a call during the break that was just kind of basically called in to say, you know what, he agreed with everything I was talking about, you know, in the last segment about, you know, thinking about adapting, thinking about change, think about different ways, you know, of of doing things, Um it's definitely, you know, it is important and it, and it does make sense. And, and we do need to, uh, to, to adapt and do all that. And, you know, when we look at houses, that's something that, you know, myself and, and my team at Mosby that we think about all the time that, you know, looking at things as a team, 
get you to think in different aspects and directions and theories and 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 all of that because it's not just you know one person kind of going yep i agree with all this stuff you actually get you know confliction you get people saying yeah but what about this or what about that or maybe this costs less or maybe that could be done this way or this has less maintenance so you know mixing things up and, and when you think about it in designing you know, designing things universally, you know, there's this kind of newer thought process, you know, and I've seen so many different designs and and things thought up. And when you're trying to design, you know, for the masses, it's really hard to do because the masses, everyone's different. I mean, we we all know this, right? So, you know, I I remember a, a story few years ago about, you know, new building and how they're, when they, when they build new houses, they're starting to put these, you know, areas in the laundry room for like dogs that millennials, they all have dogs. They love their dogs, you know, and, and so they, they're putting this into the laundry rooms now. Well, but not still, again, some people have no pets. Some people have cats. We have a couple cats. We have, you know, some people love birds. I mean, it's so hard to design because you're like, oh, yeah, this group of people, they just really love dogs. Well, not everybody's going to want to use that. So thinking about the person, thinking about how you're going to use it and what you're going to do. You know, I remember a few years ago having a, a bathroom that was designed and, you know, they, the designer kept saying we should move this bathroom wall to create space. And, and we should make this bathroom wider so that, you know, you could turn around with a wheelchair and all this different stuff. Well, basically the the therapist that was helping the person with their unique condition basically came out and said, don't move that wall because we need to put a grab bar on that wall that helps them, you know, get on and off the toilet and like this. And this is how they're going to be able to work it. So you know, moving the wall might be great for a lot of people that get some space for a wheelchair and in and out of the shower, but it's not going to help this person do what they want. And we ended up with a bathroom where we didn't move the wall and it worked out well, you know, for that person's needs right then. So it is difficult, but when you think about, you know, universal design, you're trying to think in a way that basically you know, makes it work well for a lot of different people. But then you're also looking at, you know, specific people too, where, you know, sometimes like literally raising the dishwasher where it's, it's a higher countertop and the dishwasher is actually higher than the rest of the, the three foot countertops, because if you're tall, it's hard to load and unload the dishwasher. And if you're going to, you know, if you're committed and you're going to be in your house for a very, very long time, this may be a great thing for a tall family, you know, so universal design doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for a hundred percent of everybody, but you try and keep, you know, those things in mind and you try and keep the future in mind of like, you know, I'm remodeling and I'm 40 years old. Well, how long are you going to be here? Because while we're doing this outside work, we should think about trying to get, you know, way in and out of the house that has less steps or no steps, you know, because you definitely don't need that when you're 40. 
But you know what? You have a car accident and you're 41 and something happens. It might help you when you're 41 or you might definitely need it when you're 60 or 70 or 80. So, you know, thinking about all these different things, kind of determining layouts and ease of use and, you know, all of that is just really such a, a, a good thing to kind of when you go through you know, think outside the box. If you're going to do a kitchen remodel or things like that, you know, think about all the different things. Think about, you know, colors and contrast, you know, think about integrating technology because it's here, it's coming. There's better things coming, you know, go ahead and and try and figure some of that stuff out. All types of, you know, future adaptations of, you know, you can design a kitchen and you can have a, a, a regular sink-based looking cabinet that literally pulls out and turns into a cabinet that you can get to the sink with a wheelchair later on. You know, so you can adapt all these things into your projects and, and you know, think of that because, you know, I, I've had a lot of people are like, oh, that's too much lighting. I don't need a lot of lighting. I don't need all those can lights. I don't need all this. Well, we can put them on dimmers for now. And once you turn 50 or above, you're probably going to want all that lighting. And you're going to be like, turn the dimmer all the way up because now I need it. So, you know, think about those staying around and those future needs and how you make your home and, and everything you do, you know, better and work for guests and and everybody as much as possible is just a really, really cool, you know, wonderful thing to do and something we're doing here at Mosby every day as we figure and design this stuff. So, hey, we're good. We're out of time. I had a blast. I will look forward to talking to everybody next week. 